We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hello, everyone. It is January. It is a Wednesday. It is the 23rd. And we have another edition of the Morning Grind. Obviously, I'm not Stevie as I screwed up the intro already, but who cares? It doesn't matter. He is currently at the FSTA having himself a ball, but also not great internet down there. But he's having a good time hanging out with the rest of the RG guys and a whole bunch of other people in the industry. So I am here. I'm Grant Nieper, and I'm filling in for him. And I am joined by the great Chief Justice 06. How are you doing over there, Will? Doing great, man. Good to come on and hang out. I don't think we've done a show together in a while, so glad to link up yet again. We've got a doozy today, uh, but I, I think we'll be able to navigate through it just fine. Hopefully, we will be able to give the people some nuggets that they can use to take down cash games and GPPs. Yeah, I hope so. And guys, keep in mind that this is a first look podcast, and there's about 50 injuries from what I can see on today's slate, what I've looked through. So anything can change tomorrow. And we'll try and do the best we possibly can as we were recording the night before. But let's get started with the first game. It's Toronto at Indianapolis. Uh, currently, there's no line for it because I'm sure they're waiting on a few little injury news there. Although it looks like Kawhi has already been ruled out. OG is out. Volunteers is still out. And then over on the indie side, it doesn't look like there's anyone that is out for them, but that could obviously change tomorrow. But let's get started with the Toronto side of the ball. With Kawhi out of here, I mean, it didn't work out fantastic yesterday outside of Van Vliet, whose price only went up, I think, or went down $100 over on DK since yesterday. So he's clearly underpriced. He's clearly a fantastic play, but we still got Serge Siakam and Lowry that are all guys that we expected to crush yesterday. They didn't. They get a little bit of a worse match up here going against Indy, who's great defensively. Which one of these guys are you targeting, if any, Will? Well, man, look, I've kind of got a rule, and when Kawhi is out, I usually target, you know, Lowry, Ibaka, and Siakam. Those are kind of my go-to guys, and then Van Vliet is another guy that I like to play as well. Um, Just on this slate, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I mean, we're going to get to – some games here as we progress along. Uh, my favorite game is going to start at 8 p.m. And I, I'm just not sure if it's worth it to play these guys. Now, with with uh, Kawhi being out, Lowry at 7,200 is a fantastic play. Uh, Siakam at 62, Serge at 59. I think all three of these guys are outstanding values in their own right due to the type of production that the team will need from them. So I, I really don't mind those three guys. I don't mind Van Vliet, but I, I just don't think they are absolute drop-dead must-plays on this particular slate just because I think we're going to get to some other teams that, that are just going to give us a little bit more overall. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I think Van Vliet's the closest one to a lock and load considering he dropped down a little bit in price, should get 30 minutes, should get 30 points here on a slate where we have Harden and we have to make a whole bunch of salary relief decisions. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I really like Van Vliet in this, and Lowry, Siakam, and Ibaka are all very good plays. I don't know if they're great. Like, this was not a fast-paced matchup, and he's obviously great defensively. So, it'd be those four guys that I'd focus on, and all of them are very good plays, just they may not be the best plays on the plate. What about over on the other side? We have a little depot that's still priced pretty cheap at 7700 here. Turner, Young, all these guys going against a Toronto team that they should be able to keep it closer now. Although I could realistically see Indy getting ahead by quite a bit, it being a home game. Are you targeting any of these Indy guys, or are you just kind of fading away from them? Uh, I mean, listen, Darren Collison has just been a monster. I mean, he's been on a tear the, since, you know, the, really the beginning of January, in, end of December. And you, do you know how many people are probably going to play him on this slate? Hardly anybody. But at 5,200, I mean 40, 30, 24, 36, 31. Had a 16 sprinkled in there, 32, 20, 10, and 30. I mean, he's a guy that I've kind of started talking up here recently. Uh, I even talked about him on Sunday on a really small slate. I mean, I was able to get him at, I mean, I think around 14, 15% ownership on a three-game slate. He put up 40 against my Hornets. Uh, I, I think he's my favorite uh, pacer right now. I think I'd even take him over Oladipo. Oladipo is affordable. Uh, he had a really good game against Charlotte as well. Uh, but I I think I'd rather spend the 7700 on someone else. I totally get it. Like, if you're saying, hey, you want to price enforce Oladipo and play him because of the upside, I'm all for that. Uh, you know, that's the way you, you take down tournaments, playing guys that are underpriced on the right day. Uh, so, so I totally get it. Um, but but that's about it for me. I, I don't want to play Turner today. I don't want to play Sabonis. I don't want to play Thaddeus Young, even though he's getting the minutes. I, I think I just stick with Collison and Oladipo uh, for me and, and just kind of move on from there. I take that back. Uh, Bogdanovich has been a guy that I've been playing as well. He's another guy I would sprinkle in there. If he gets hot, you know, at 5,200, you know, especially if you're – if you stack this game and you get a little overtime, I'm not saying you have to do that, but he's a guy that I think you could sprinkle in there as well. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of just – like I'll play Thad Young a little bit just because the price is all right there and he does have the upside. I'll play a little bit of Oladipo just because he's priced down for considering his upside. And I do like your call on calls, and I think he's a pretty decent play, especially at a lower price tag. But, yeah, none of these guys really stand out. This isn't going to be a high-scoring game, so – Let's move on to the next one, which a lot of these early ones are just not great, by the way, guys. Boston versus Cleveland. We have currently Tristan Thompson out, Nance out, Nawab out, Love out, Henson out for Cleveland. And on the Boston side, it looks like Horford is going to not play in this game. So we have a bit of injuries, but there's still a 16-point spread here. Boston's favored. In all likelihood, this is going to be a blowout on the road versus Boston. But let's start over on the Cleveland side of the ball, where Zizek is now priced up to 6K. And then there's a whole bunch of trash around him. Do you want any Cleveland player today? Uh, negative. Uh, I don't think I'm going to take any Cleveland guys. They're on the road in Boston. Uh, I think this is just, you know, this is just going to be a guy that I fade. Um, I know that he can get there. I, I totally get it. Uh, even if he has to get there in garbage time, like – he will for sure probably get to 30, but now he's priced right at his his ceiling in recent games. So, I mean, he hasn't passed 33 fantasy points. Um, and so I just – I think, you know, this is a spot where you pass on him. Uh, I do I do see some value in taking a shot on a guy like Jordan Clarkson. Like if he gets hot, you know, and gets going, you know, in garbage time or gets going against the second unit and he can somehow string this team along – then I, I think he's a guy that you could look at as well. Same thing for Alec Burks at 4,100, just a guy that I think you could play. However, these aren't guys that I want to play. Uh, I, you know, I'd rather just take some guys, you know, around the same price in other games. And so I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have anyone from Cleveland on this slate. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a full-on fade of Cleveland. The blowout and the matchup just make it entirely – it's just a bad situation to go with. What about over on the Boston side? I mean, all these guys seem to price about right. I mean, obviously, Kyrie can go off in virtually any game. He can still put up 60 here at 9,400, but this is a big old slate, and I'm not sure that I can really take a chance with 9,400 on a game that could be over with at the half. Yeah, I mean, I think you play Kyrie if you think he's going to 
try to destroy Cleveland, you know, get a little bit a little bit of narrative street there. I mean, but Kyrie's just been getting it done. He's had four 60-point games. I mean, three 60-point games out of the last four. Three. And that was against Miami, Memphis, and Toronto. Obviously all competitive. Against Atlanta, that was actually a fairly tight game. We put up 45. Uh, Kyrie's just getting it done right now, man. And so, like, I totally get it if you want to play him. If Cleveland were to somehow keep this game close until the end, you could be looking at another 60 spot. So, I, I, I do think I'm on board with Kyrie. Uh, I, I'm also on board with a guy like Jalen Brown in this spot, uh, especially, especially with Horford being out and maybe he's going to carry a little bit more of the load. Him and Gordon Hayward, these are two guys that I really like for this slate because I think they'll pick up a few extra minutes. I, I'm saying three to four minutes apiece, and, and I think these guys could, could really do some damage. And then obviously – uh, you take a shot on Aaron Baines here at 3,500. I mean, he's the de facto cheap center. So I, I think you play him, you know, if he's going to get over 20 minutes, like we saw what he did against Memphis, uh, he got 27 fantasy points. And that's pretty much what he does. When, when, when Horford's out and he gets 25 to 28 minutes, he's pushing, you know, 25 to 30-plus fantasy points. Not high 30s, low 30s, but I think at 3,500, he's a guy you for sure play. I mean, yeah, I, I... – I expect a lot of people to, or a decent amount of people to be on him. And I see the merit. And my only worry is, like, for one, the blowout obviously will take away any fourth quarter action he might have got. And for two, I could see Boston just going small in this matchup. It's not like Cleveland has any bigs that they want to throw in there outside of Zizek, who's really not forced to be reckoned with there. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went a little bit smaller here and just kind of didn't, Thanes or Thies didn't get any run here. Um, but, I mean, he's cheap enough where I think you can easily take some shots on him. I just don't think I'm going to. Um, Let's move on to the next game. It is currently no line Orlando versus Brooklyn. Right now it looks like we have – Lavert is obviously still out. It looks like Crab is not going to play. Let me double-check. Sure. Yeah, Crab is, I believe, out. And then over on the other side, we have Gordon is questionable, and that's pretty much it. So let's start off with the Orlando side. We have Vucevic at 9,300, which is a lot to pay for him, but he's been paying it off lately going up against Brooklyn, who we've obviously targeted centers against all year. I personally love Vuce, even on a big 10-game slate here. You with me? Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I, I caught a blurb earlier today. This is something I was trying to dig up. I think Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Gordon is going to play. From what I from what I read, everything it looks like he told the beat writers he was good to go. Um, you know, he he went through a full practice on on yesterday. So I, I think he's going to play. Um, with that being said, I still like Vooch. Uh, I wouldn't hop off Vooch in this spot. Um, you know, 9,300, 9, Excuse me. You're going to pay for him. So if you're going to pay for him today, you got to pay to play. Uh, at 9,300, though, I, I still like him a lot. On this slate, I think he's a guy that could possibly go uh, under own, you know, in, in a in a pure upside spot against Brooklyn. Uh, I took a shot on DJ Augustine on Monday, played 28 minutes. Didn't work out so well, but but that's okay. Uh, Evan Fournier is a guy that has, has started to turn it up, starting to play a little bit more consistently. Um, and so he's a guy that, that I think you look at as well. Terrence Ross, I feel like he's priced up uh, right at his max now, so, so I don't want to play him. Uh, but Vooch and, and Gordon, and I, I think Gordon is a, a purely tournament play because I don't think a lot of people will play him because of the questionable tag he's had. But he's got just as much upside as anybody on this team against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of right there with you. Um, Gordon, like, it's, it's up against the Nets. Like, any – any four or five, I'm probably going to play against him. It's just worked out for me great all season. And we saw Gordon play him, what, four days ago? And he put up 36. Could very easily see that or more if he gets in there for more than 31 minutes. Um, so, I like – I'm right there with you on Gordon and Fournier. Yeah, he's just – he's been putting up some big games lately. And obviously, had a big game versus Atlanta. Brooklyn's a great matchup. So, I'm right there with you. What about over on the Brooklyn side? We obviously saw Russell go for 58 I think the last time they played, just absolutely crushed. We have Jared Allen. We got Dinwiddie if Russell doesn't go off. What are you looking at for the Nets? Man, I hate the Nets right now, by the way. 
uh, they're back to the too many bodies available nets. And so when you look up and down this team, Jared Allen's going to play 26 minutes. Ed Davis is going to play 20 to 24 minutes. Damari Carroll's going to play 28 minutes. Rodion's Karuks is going to play 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, Joe Harris is going to play minutes. Uh, Trevion Graham is starting playing 20, um, uh, 30 minutes a game. It's just, it's just too many bodies. And I don't want to play Russell at 8K. So I'm, I'm avoiding the Brooklyn Nets on this slate. I mean, they've got some value pieces that you can filter in. Like, look, I'm a Damari Carroll guy. I like to play him just because I know that, you know, he has 30-point upside. I like to play a guy like Joe Harris from time to time. But I just don't think this is the slate for me to be loaded up on Brooklyn. So I'm, I'm just going to full fade these guys with all these bodies they have available. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you on everyone except for Russell. I mean, I guess 8K, um, but he's still a guy that can destroy any – given slate or just destroy that team. He's a guy that pretty much no matter what, every single night I'm going to end up putting him in about 10% of my lineups and 10% of my lineups are going to crush or be destroyed very quickly. But I think Russell's still very much in play for GBPs. I will play him. He is, he's the only guy I'm really considering on Brooklyn, especially if I'm bringing it back with guys like Boos and Gordon, hoping the game stays close. Uh, but let's get on to the next game. We have the Clippers versus Miami Clippers are I think they just finished their game as we're recording this. Um, but they are going to be without Gallinari again. Um, and I think that's pretty much the extent of their injuries. Over on the other side, Miami, Dragic is obviously still out there. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think Ellington is going to play tomorrow. Uh, no, it's questionable, I think. But in any case, it doesn't really change too much here. Miami... Like, this is a decent match. We don't have a total for it, but I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around 222. Uh, like, pretty much the only thing I'm looking at is Winslow. Winslow is a guy that I just consistently play. He hasn't put up good games in the last two. But obviously, he hasn't gotten a whole lot of run in those games, but I don't know if that will continue here. Realistically, there's a 10-game slate. There's a whole lot of good games that we haven't gotten to yet. Are you on board with any of these Miami players or do you just want to kind of fade them like me? Oh, man, uh, I really, really, really um, – I, I think we need to be on board with a few of them. Um, and I think we just kind of maybe need to determine that because the Clippers are just getting destroyed inside right now. I mean, they, they are getting annihilated, which is why I really like DeAndre Jordan tonight, and he put up a really solid performance for me. Uh, it's just I don't have anybody I can trust – here in Miami before I play. I mean, look, so here's the deal. Whiteside is at the price now where if he gets, if he happens to get 28 minutes against, against the Clippers, he could break a slate. I, I just, I think he's at that price. He's 6K. His minutes have been really, really low. So I don't want to play 6K. And I've said this before. I'd much rather just play Bam out of Bayo at 4,600 and take my discount and hope that he has the upside game. So Bam is my favorite play from Miami today, but I, I do see a world where Hassan Whiteside at 6K could get 50 points. And if he's rolling, you know, Spolstra allows him to play 28 to 30 minutes, and all of a sudden he's just, if you don't have him, forget it. So, you know, that, that, that's just kind of what I see. Uh, Dwayne Wade at 4,800, I don't mind as well. He's a guy, you know, a pretty fairly high usage guy off the bench. And then Josh Richardson at 6,100, I, I think that's a little bit too cheap. So while I may not want to stack up a whole slew of Miami players, I do think that a lot of these guys are fairly cheap, like Josh Richardson, like Bam. And so, you know, Richardson is a guy that's going to get 35 minutes at 6,100 against the Clippers. I, I love that price. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see I just I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it, um, but – Made some good points there. What about over on the Clippers side? I mean, they so they're playing on a back-to-back. -back. They obviously played um, on thir on Tuesday. Lou Williams came back, and who knows if he'll actually end up playing this game. He ended up coming back from a hamstring injury. He only played about 25 minutes, I think. Uh, if Lou sits, we don't have any news on it yet, but if, I think there's a possibility Lou might sit on a back-to-back -back here. If he sits, do you have interest in anyone? If he doesn't sit, who do you have interest in? Man, Patrick Beverly strikes again. 
I mean, the guy just put up another almost 40 fantasy points today. It was 34, I think it was. And, I mean, at this price, the way they're using him right now and the things that he's having to do because guys are out, I think you have to consider him at 5K. I mean, if I said right now, hey, pay 5K for uh, for Patrick Beverly and get 35 fantasy points, I believe we'd all sign up for that. I would. Uh, so I, I think Beverly, with what he's doing right now, I think you have to consider him. Uh, Tobias Harris is a guy that we can look at. His minutes are just so stable uh, with Gallinari out. Even with Gallinari in, he's going to play. So, uh, But those would be my two guys. Montrez Harrell, I think he's a, he's a tournament dart throw. But, but that's about it. Uh, I don't want to play anybody else. Yeah, so if Lou does end up setting, which is all speculation on my part, then I think SGA is in play. Um, if Lou does sit, then I don't want to play Harold. where if Lou plays, I want to play Harold because they correlate nicely together. But Pat Bev and Harris are both the guys that are in play regardless. I think Harris without Gallinari on the floor is averaging like 45, 50 almost per 36, and he gets that almost every single night. They aren't a back-to-back, but he only played 34 in the last game, so he should be all right here. Um, he didn't do well, which makes me think that people are going to be off him, and he's getting a $200 price decrease here because it's a little bit of a worse matchup. So I am all aboard Harris and Beverly no matter what. If Depending on Lou's availability, will depend on if I want to play Harrell or SGA. Um, but, yeah, Pat Bev and Harris are both fantastic plays right there with you. Let's move on to the next game where we have a 13.4K Harden here. Capella's out, Knight's out, Paul's out, as they always are. I think Gordon is questionable or maybe probable. Um, over on the other side, Cornette is out, and Burke is, I think, questionable. He was ill, but he, I think he should play here. Oh, let's start off with the Knicks side of the ball because – I don't know if there's too much I want here. Outside of Cantor, who's 5K, um, he should be getting a start with Carnett out. We should hopefully see almost 30 minutes here. 5K is way, way too cheap here for him if Cornette is out, which he is. So I think he's the guy that I'm really looking at. Everyone else's minutes are just way too up in the air for me. Who are you looking at, and are you on Cantor? Oh, man, I, I, I feel like you have to be. I don't like it at all because I know I, – I don't know what's going on with the Knicks. I honestly thought with David Fisdale there that, you know, Cantor's minutes were going to stabilize and we would get, you know, the 30 to 35-minute Cantor, you know, night to night. But we just haven't seen that. And uh, honestly, I still think Cantor could only end up with 25 minutes. I, I, I legitimately think he could he could easily end up only playing 25 minutes. So, But knowing that he's going to get the start, knowing that he's probably going to get involved really early at 5K, I, I definitely think he's a guy that you play. Uh, Noah Vonley is another guy that I like today. Uh, he's just been playing really well overall. I'm not saying recently that he's been you know dropping 30-point games, but I'm just saying overall this season he's a guy that I've leaned on from time to time. So I think he's a guy that you consider. Uh, for some reason, Alonzo Trier's minutes have picked up. Uh, you know, played 23 minutes against Washington, 30 minutes against OKC. Uh, that was probably more in terms of, of a blowout situation. But um, I think he's a guy that, that you look at. Tim Hardaway Jr. is 5,900. Um, I, I think that's a price that we can enforce. He's within striking distance. And the same thing for Damian Dotson at 3,500. You know, a guy that's playing 25 minutes has got 30, 40 point upside. Uh, I think he's a guy that, that we look at as well. Um, but that's about it. I, I don't trust the Knicks, which is why I don't play too many Knicks. I try to stick with the main guys. Uh, I know I didn't mention Moody at 5,600, but if he can get 30 minutes, he could easily put up 30-plus fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't know if I'll end up going with him. Although I do like the Von Lake call. Uh, without Cornette in there, Vonley might get a few more minutes. I know that's been down a little bit lately, but in the last game he did get 32. We saw what he did earlier on in this season. When he's getting big minutes, he was putting up 40. This is the cheapest we've seen him. Well, second cheapest we've seen him in a little while here just because of how bad he's been doing. I don't expect a lot of people been on him, but, yeah, it's just the bigs for me. It's just Vonley and it's just Cantor here, and both of them are very good plays. What about on the other side? 
are we paying up for Harden? Are you paying up for Harden? Because he's pretty much a lock and load for 70. Well, I think it depends on how the news breaks and, you know, are there any other studs that I want to pay up for? Uh, you know, obviously, I think we can afford Harden today. You know, do I want to play Vooch and balance it out a little more with maybe Vooch and take a stab on Kyrie and hope he has an upside game? You know, do I want to uh, – uh, play Tobias Harris and maybe Lowry and Ibaka and Siakam. I think it depends on how you view the outcome of the slate. The bottom line is Harden has the highest floor and the highest ceiling on this slate today. And I think you've got to determine through the news as news breaks, is it worth it to fade? Um, you know, I, I took the fade approach the last game and I, I kind of started taking the fade approach um, I think two or three games ago, once he hit 14,000, I started taking the fade approach. Even though he was getting there, you know, he got there in an overtime game against the Lakers. That's how he got there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the last game he, he didn't get there um, against Philly. So I think at 13-4, the prices come back down a little bit. He's playing the Knicks on the road in New York. Uh, I, I definitely think he can get there. I just – I wish he was a little bit cheaper because I do – feel like Eric Gordon being available and playing minutes, I do think it's going to eat into his fantasy production slightly. Not a lot to where you can't play him. But I, I do think, you know, t 10 fantasy points. I think you could lose 10 fantasy points or so from Harden because of the impact that Eric Gordon could have uh, in the game. Yeah. Yeah, you make a lot of good points. I'm still going to play Harden. Uh I'll yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to convince anybody to not play him. I mean, like I said, to, uh, but see, today's slate, even though it's a 10-game slate, there really isn't an, another stud that can really compete with Harden because AD's not playing, and then you've got, you know, MB that's going to be playing the Spurs, and they're at home. But legitimately, there's, there really isn't another stud to pay up for that has Harden's combination of floor and, uh, and ceiling. So uh, I, I totally get it. Yeah, and also, like, there's a lot – but there is a lot of guys in the kind of mid-tier that we haven't even gotten to between 7 and 9K that are all guys that could easily put up within about 10 points of Harden, 15 points of Harden, which you get multiple of them that can really change things. You have to think about 2v2 swaps and plus – but there are enough 5K oh. and under guys that are all great, like Van Vliet and Cantor just – that yeah. we've gone over so far. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all I'm all aboard the play Harden in a bunch of stuff outside of game stacks where you're yeah. trying to put up on a few guys. And, and and please let me rant here, Grant. I'm I am so sorry. I need to rant. So I've got a bone to pick with FanDuel, and we'll move this show right along. But we get the Martin Luther King Jr. Day slate. You know, I'm opening my FanDuel app, and I'm saying, okay, great. We get some Kenneth Farid action today. You know, I figured he was going to play 20 to 25 minutes. I think he ended up playing 23 minutes. And I was all excited about being able to load up Kenneth Fareed in a power forward punt spot for 3,500. And guess what they do? They just completely leave him off the slate. <laughs> then I opened my FanDuel app today, and Kenneth Fareed is 5K. Are they serious? Come on. Get, get out of here with that. 5K <laughs> for Kenneth Fareed after you took him away from us and didn't allow us to use him his first game back. That's awful. That's just awful. That, that's my rant. Yeah, yeah. well, it's a good one. This is probably a good time to mention that our sponsor is Fantasy Draft. It is a fantastic site that I play a ton on. They have a big old pick and roll going tomorrow. I believe it is $15,000. $25 injury. They have entries into tournaments all the way from $1 up to, I believe, $777. So any buy-in, they limit the max entries to around 15, I believe, in this one, anywhere from 8 to 15 in all their contests. So, guys, go ahead and give our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, a try if you haven't already because you're making bad decisions. If you aren't over there, let's go on to the next game here, which is the Spurs versus Philly. Uh, decent amount of injury news here. Butler appears to be questionable. Simmons is questionable. Obviously, Foles and Zer guys are still out. Over on the Spurs, Bertans is out and Murray is out. Let's start off with the Spurs here. Um, are you going after LMA? Are you going after DeRozan? Like this seems like, or anyone else, this seems like a big enough slate with enough value other places with other guys in much better spots that 
I don't know if I want to go with LMA or DeRozan here or any of the Spurs. Just such a big slate. Man, listen, I like Derek White and I like DeRozan on this slate. DeRozan's 7,600. And I know we haven't seen an upside game from him in, in, you know, one, two, three, four, about five games. But this guy's got 60-point upside, man. He's 7,600. This is one of those strike while the iron is hot. People think that people are scared of Philly because they got Butler and them beating seven. I'm not scared of Philly. I've been targeting Philly all year, and it works out pretty much every time. Um, so I, I, I'm all aboard the DeRozan train. I'm all aboard the Derek White train. You know, I thought that when Rudy Gay kind of got integrated back, I thought that White may lose a few minutes, but he really hasn't. He's still playing 30-plus minutes at 5,400 on this slate. Man, I like Derek White and DeRozan. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not playing Marcus Aldridge at 8,300. That's, that's entirely too much for me uh, on this slate. He is a stay away. Uh, Rudy Gay, I don't mind if, if we feel like he's going to get 30 minutes, especially with no Bertans in the mix. I definitely think he could pick up, you know, 30 minutes. I think Bellinelli could play 25 minutes. Um, Patty Mills at 3,700. I think that's too cheap. Uh, he'll probably play around 24, 25 minutes tomorrow. So these are all guys that I think we look at. But, excuse me, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, no way, Jose. I am not paying 8300 for LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm there with you on Aldridge. And DeRozan, yes, he is cheap. I, I, if Butler's out, I think that would give him a bit of a bump for his matchup here. Um, I hope Butler plays. Yeah. No, I, I, I hope he does. He's not going to get the ownership anyway, but that'll make the game more competitive. The Spurs have secretly been, like, really beating people down. So I, I, I want this game to be competitive because I really want – I want DeRozan to have an upside game. He's a guy – I've got my eye on this slate. Yeah, but, I mean, it's in – I'm, I'm not – we don't have a line on it yet, but it's in Philly. I'm not worried at all about uh blowout here unless Simmons and Butler are both out. But if it's just one or the other, I – I'm guessing this game ends up staying close here. Um, what about over on the Philly side? Obviously, so much depends on the Simmons and Butler news. If both are, of them are out, Embiid might take over as a better play than Harden. If both of them are in, then I think that Embiid's still in play. Simmons and Butler probably don't make my lineup. Uh, what are you doing based on the, if these guys are in or out? What, what, what are you planning on doing with Philly? Yeah, I mean, if if they're in, I think you play Embiid. If they're out, I think you start with Embiid. Uh, I, I think he's the engine here. And so I, I think you start with him no matter what. If they're out, I mean, I think it's, it's default. Let's get ready for T.J. McConnell day. Uh, he's probably going to drop 40 fantasy points. If, if, Simmons, if Simmons and Butler are out, T.J. McConnell is just going to tee off in this game. I mean, he's going to do it all. Steals, rebounds, assists. It's just what he does when he gets 30 minutes. You know, and he, he, he won't do it over an extended period of time. You know, he just – when he has to do it, that one or two games he has to start every year because everybody's out, that's just what he does. So, uh, really like T.J. McConnell uh, if they're out. Uh, J.J. Redick, he's a guy that I think we can look at as well if they're out. He's just going to be chucking the rock. They're at home, which benefits them. Uh, Landry Shamit is another guy that I think you could look at. Uh, and then obviously Wilson Chandler at 4K. If, if Butler and Simmons are out, then, you know, he'll, he'll take on a little bit more of the load. But if they're in, the only guy I'm concerned about is Embiid. And I'm sorry, I left out one key piece here. Mr. Yep. Corey Brewer at 3,500. Yep. Can't leave him out. Uh, just fire him up, especially if he's going to get 33 minutes. He only took 10 shots. Uh, but, you know, he put up 22 fantasy points. It doesn't seem like a lot now, but 22 fantasy points for 3,500 is great in my book. You can take down a tournament with that any day of the week, especially when it affords you the opportunity to play a guy like Harden and Embiid or a Vooch, you know, and, and those types of combinations. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you. It's, it all depends on the injury news, and Brewer and McConnell will be the first two guys I'd look at based on if Butler or Simmons are out or both of them are out. And Embiid's the guy that I will play regardless, but he's he, he's right up there with Harden if uh, both of them are out there. But let's move on to the next game here. We have Atlanta versus Chicago. Two-point spread, 221 total here. Um, and we've got we've got a few injuries here, I believe. We have Bazemore is still out 
Plumley is still out. Herter, I believe, is questionable. No, he's probable. Nope, questionable. Sorry, I was wrong. And then obviously Carter's out over on the other side. So Chicago, to me, it's Levine, it's Markin, and it's done. I don't know what else is going to go on with the rest of the guys. Obviously, I think Porter or Portis, Parker, and Lopez can all get there. This is a very good matchup, and I want to play guys here. I just don't know if I can count the minutes for most of these guys here, except for Levine, Markkinen, and Dunn, all priced in the 6K range. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, man, look, this is my game. I talked about it earlier, you know, and I said, hey, we've got a game that's coming up later that we're going to get to that is just my favorite. And this is my favorite game on the slate. Um, You know, two teams – that Atlanta's really going to push the pace here. Um, I, I like both. I like pieces from both sides of the game, Grant. Like, can can we just do a combo and just talk about both sides together? Is is yeah. that a is that a cardinal sin, or, or can we? I will allow it. Stevie is not here, so I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. So look, I, I want to talk about both sides because I think both sides have legitimate pieces that we need to be looking at. So on the Chicago side, when you go to point guard, you can play Levine or Dunn. Um, And so I I think those are two guys that you you just – you need to look at. Levine, Dunn, I I love Lori Marketing in this spot. I think those three guys are guys that if you want to play this game, you just need to plug those three in and lock it low. And the reason I wanted to talk about this one as a combo is because I think this is one of those games where you say, okay, well, I really want to play James Harden today. Great. I think you plug in Harden, and then I think you start looking for pieces in this game. You know, you take a guy like Dwayne Dedman or Robin Lopez at 3,800 or Bobby Portis. You know, you look at a guy like, like Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, you look at a guy like DeAndre Bembry at 5,300 or Torian Prince at 5,400, especially if Herter is out. If Herter is out, here's a guy that I really like, Jeremy Lin, 4,200. He'll probably end up playing 25 to 30 minutes as well. I love this game. I think you start with Levine, Dunn, Marketing. I think you finish it off on the backside with some of the cheaper Hawks. Uh, like Lynn, like like uh, like Bembry, like Deadman, you know, uh, you know, guys like that. And I think this is the game that you can use to, you know, try to fit in your heart and then just build around it. So the, the, both sides of this game, I think they just fit together perfectly for lineup construction. Really love this Atlanta Chicago game. All right, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, absolutely agree with everything that you said. The thing that I'm trying – that I want to get your point – or that your view on, um, Portis, Parker, Rolo, can you trust any of them? I think you can. I think Rolo is the guy I trust because he's 3,800. And especially in this spot against Atlanta, I mean, we've seen Rolo put up some 30-point games. If he gets 25 minutes, I got to think he can get 25 fantasy points in this game because of the back-and-forth affair. Uh, and I also think Rolo is going to be some good leverage off of a guy uh, like Aaron Baines against Cleveland. I mean, they're pretty much in the same identical situation, uh, but Rolo has a more positive game environment, uh, I think. So, you know, these are all guys that I think we can use to, to, to leverage the field. And, hey, you know, like I said, if we're, if we're thinking about playing Harden uh, or, or if Harden is going to be our big guy, then – you know, we might be able to pull off a, a, a Rolo and a Baines combination, and if both of them get 30, we'll be sitting pretty. So uh, I, I, I really I, – I think Lopez is the guy I would trust. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind Portis, but if, if he's not going to get 30 minutes, I feel like he's overpriced for his current role. Yep, right there with you. What about Prince on the other side? Obviously limited to 23, 25 minutes lately, but he has put up – 24 shots in the last two games here. Price at just 4,900. Um, you have any interest in playing him, or is it just kind of cross off because you know he's not going to get that many minutes in all likelihood? No, I, I think you play him because here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a game where the coach says, "Yeah, uh, Princeton has a 25-minute cap, and he's going to play 32 minutes, and you're going to be frustrated." This is a game against the Chicago Bulls. Very little defense will be played. I, I played him the last game. I think this is another time you take a shot on him. I do feel like 
Dwayne Bembry or DeAndre Bembry is 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 a little bit more safe. But I I, I like this game, so I'm going to be taking shots on all these guys. All right, I like it. Let's move on to the next game here. It's Memphis versus Charlotte. One point spread, two ten total here. Um, for Memphis, it looks like Gasol is questionable. Temple is probable. Kyle Anderson is out. Joe Kanoa is doubtful. Over on the Charlotte side, it looks like everyone's in play here outside of Zeller, who's obviously out for a while here. Let's start out with Memphis here. 105 implied team total here, but it's projected to be a close game. If Gasol plays, obviously has a bit – they can change a decent amount here and open some stuff up. Who are you looking at if Gasol's in or out? Whether Gasol's in or out or not, why is Justin Holiday still 3,700? Because uh, he puts up a half point a minute. <laughs> well, that, that may be true, but there are also other games where he puts up a full point a minute. And this is the spot where he will do it. I'm just – I'm telling you people right now, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. I watch this team all the time. We're going to struggle with Justin Holiday in this spot. I'm just – I'm telling you right now, 3,700 – uh, just lock him in. He, he's my play. I think he gets 30 in this fight against Charlotte. We – I don't know what it is, but just, you know, athletic wing players. And they don't even have to be high usage, Grant. That's the point I'm trying to make. They don't even have to be high usage players. We just give up fantasy production to them. So, uh, Justin Holiday is my favorite play on Memphis today, hands down. Uh, Justin Holiday is my guy. Secondly, I like, I like Mike Conley. Uh, I got a I got a little rumor rumor mill today as I was reading. Looks like the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are not uh, are not play, yeah they're playing they're playing them trade them yeah Him so and yeah so I mean listen you know I think Conley comes out and, and, and plays angry here. I mean you know for all the things they've done for this organization and Conley got a really big contract. So I don't even think they'll be able to trade him, but. Uh, I think this is a spot where they come out and say, hey, all right, you want to trade us? Go ahead. And uh, so I, I like Conley here at 7,500. I like Gasol at 7,400 as well. Gasol is hurt. I know he's hurt. I am very aware, but he's not going to get stopped by Bismack Biombo. He's just – it's just not going to happen. So, you know, these are all guys that I like. And I, I actually like Triple J. Triple J is a guy that I've been avoiding, but at this price point of 5,300, I think he's a guy you look at here against my Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, but but hands down, Justin Holiday is my favorite Memphis Grizzly to load up on today's slate. I'm I'm you you talked me onto Holiday real real well actually. Nice job. Um, and I'm with you on Conley. I don't think I'm going with anyone else. It's too big of a slate, but I see the appeal with it. Uh, what about over on Charlotte side? To me, I mean Kemba Walker at 8K is not bad. I mean, obviously, it was 9K not too long ago, but this isn't a fantastic matchup of 104 implied team total here. Just with how many guys are on the slate, I think Kemba's the one guy that I can actually take a shot on. Everyone else is just, no. No, I don't really want him. What about you? Man, two guys, Jeremy Lamb, Marvin Williams. Those are my, those are my two Hornets. Uh, we've seen Memphis struggle with wing defense as well. Uh, I mean, we saw what Marcus Smart just did to this team a few days ago. And it hasn't just been him. It's been a plethora of players that have taken Memphis to school on the outside. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, one of their primary defenders being uh, uh, Garrett Temple. And, and so, I mean, if you just think about that, you, you can easily see why shooting guards are, are having a feast uh, in Memphis. I mean, everybody's barbecue chicken over there. So, uh, thank you, Shaq, for that statement. Shout out to, to Shaquille O'Neal there. Uh, but <laughs> – but uh, but but Marvin Williams, man, forty seven hundred. He should not be forty seven hundred. I, I don't care that he's had two games of twenty four or twenty one fantasy points. You go back through this game log, you will see upper twenty, lower thirty point fantasy production. Uh, he's the one guy that they, they just won't raise his price, and I just keep playing him at forty seven hundred. He could get me thirty fantasy points easy. And same thing for Jeremy Lamb. I'm just going to continue to stream shooting guards against Memphis and Garrett Temple defense. Well, I'm going to look into that a little bit more tomorrow, but you got me sold a bit. Uh, I'll probably have some exposure to them. Let's get to the next game, which is the one I've been waiting for for a little bit here. Um, Drummond, currently questionable in this game. Yes. For Detroit. 
and then and, <laughs> wow, sorry. Uh, and yeah. then Anthony Davis is out. Um, so let's start off with the Pelicans here. Drew Holiday, Randall, Miritich, Okafor, if he gets the crazy amount of minutes he got in the last game, all to me are very, very in play here. They're the reason why you can not play Harden here. I think that all of them should end up crushing here. There's a good matchup. Drew is by far, I think, my favorite play here. Um, but Oof. Randall and Miritich are still fantastic options. Are you with me here? Yeah, man. Uh, I think, Drew, you play no matter what uh, from this team. Here's the deal, and, and I think this is what we've got to decide and determine. Was the Okafor game a fluke as far as the minutes? Because his skill has been there. No, he's not going to play great defense. Yes, he's a younger version of Al Jefferson. But he can get it done from a fantasy point perspective. And so if they're going to give him 30 to 35 minutes, he is the best point per dollar center play on the slate. We, don't, we just don't know if he's going to get the 30 minutes. I think he is. Uh, I think after that performance, you got to think they have to trot him back out there and at least try to give him 30 minutes, even if he self-destructs on his own, which I don't think he'll do. So I really like Jaleel Okafor, 4,600. He's, he's my favorite cheap play on the slate outside of Justin Holiday. Uh, I can't express enough how much I like Justin Holiday on the slate. But Jaleel Okafor is a guy I like. Miritich, I don't have to play at 7K. Uh, I like him. I don't love him. And so I, I don't have to play him. There are plenty of other guys that we can play, I think, cheaper. Same thing for Randall in this spot for me at 8,400. I like him. I don't love him. But Drew Holiday is a guy that I trust. He's been stable. I mean, you just, you just know what you're getting with him. Really like him in this spot as well. And then last but not least, I do want to plug in Alfred Payton. He's 6,100, a little bit more expensive than I want to play. But because of this matchup with Detroit and what point guards have been achieving from a fantasy point perspective against Detroit, I think if you're looking at multiple Pelicans, I think he's a guy you definitely want to consider. Yeah, yeah, right there with you with a few of those guys. But my, my, my thing is, like, just run court IQ. With Davis off the floor, Randall is averaging 50 oh, yeah. points per 36. Miritich is at 44. Drew's at 43. But with Drew, we know they always has room for more, and he's pretty much going to get you 40 every single time. So there's safety in there, which is why I love him so much. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I still – I'd love paying. I'll pay this price easily for both Randall and Miritich and Okafor. My problem with paying for forty six hundred for him is because of how much I love Cantor on the slate. But I'll wait to see how much how ownership looks tomorrow with Jamino and have that kind of figured out. Because if Cantor is going to be that much higher owned, then Okafor might be a decent pivot off of him. What about on the other side? If Drummond's out, then that obviously opens up a whole lot here. Who are you looking at? Yeah, uh, so first of all, I know Blake had somewhat of a letdown game. I actually didn't play him on that slate. And you know what? I was thinking it really was a letdown game. He got 46 fantasy points. So I thought, I thought they were saying Blake bust, but he didn't bust at all. 46, I'd take that any day of the week, uh, even though he may not have hit complete value. He didn't tank you. Uh, but Blake, I mean, you, you'd have to play him here. I, I think Here's what I think, Grant. If Drummond is out, I think there's a road where we fade harder. I, because I think you can play Blake. I think you take some of these New Orleans guys. I think maybe you play Vooch. I, I think you maybe look at playing DeRozan and, and you know, and having, having Griffin and maybe not spending – maybe Griffin is your highest spin and you try to balance it out throughout. I, I think that's a strategy that, that could be really profitable for this slate. If, if, if Drummond is out – I think Blake is the top play for, for price and upside, price and upside. Obviously, Harding could drop 70, but if Blake gets 60 for 9,700, he de facto becomes a better play. I know raw points do matter. I'm all for that. But at 9,700, if Blake gets 60, he's, he's just going to be a phenomenal play. So I, I think if Drummond's out, I, I think you consider a non-Harden strategy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. Game stacks are – lineups that I won't be playing Harden in. 
Also, Embiid, if Butler and Simmons are out, Embiid, like, you're getting 65 from him for three grand less. So, they're – like, it all depends on injury news and what we get tomorrow, which is why – we're, we're mentioning this now. It very easily could change. But I'm right there with you on gr- with Griffin if Drummond's out. If Drummond's in, then honestly, I, I can play Drummond. I can play Griffin. I'm fine with either of them. It's going to be a high-up pace game. Obviously, down low, Okafor is not going to be able to do too much with Drummond here. Like, you could get a decent amount of good plays in this game if Drummond is in or if he is out here. So, I'm playing Griffin regardless. I'll play Drummond if he's in. He's a decent guy to pivot off of or pivot to in this type of matchup. Um, anything else, or should we move on to the last game of the night? Yeah, let me let me plug in a few more Detroit guys. I know I kind of harped on on uh, on Blake there, but <sighs> Reggie Jackson is 4,800. He's I not playing to it. I don't want to do it. He's not playing well. He's not playing well. Members of the podcast, you guys know my affection for Reggie Jackson. Only because of his price, I do not like Reggie Jackson. But at forty eight hundred, if he's going to get thirty minutes, you have to. Yeah, I think you have to look at it. If Smith is also going to be out tomorrow, I think so. That should increase some of his playing time. They're going to give Jose Calderon fifteen to eighteen minutes. Don't fret. I think Jackson's still the guy. And then Reggie Bullock and Luke Kennard are two guys that I really like in this spot as well. Uh, I think these are more game stack pieces. I don't think these are guys that. You just play solo. I do think these are game stack pieces, but I still want to mention these guys because Kennard's got 30-point upside, and so does Reggie Bullock. And so if you're playing them with Blake and you run it back with uh, Randall, Miritich, Drew, or, or, or some combination, or, you know, or even if you run it back with Okafor and, and Holiday and, and Randall, like, you know, these, these are the type of players that you'll need to balance it out so you can fit in some other pieces. So just want to plug in those those two guys there, game stack pieces, Jackson, I mean, Jackson, Bullock, and Kennard are guys you can look at. Yeah, um, I'm not doing Jackson. I'm just – I'm not doing it. Uh, but I do like the Kennard call. If we run court IQ here, Kennard gets the third biggest boost outside of Griffin and Henry Ellison with his 17 minutes. Um, Kennard gets a .14 fantasy point per minute boost and is averaging – 32 per 36 and he should be in for anywhere from 22 to 30 minutes um so he should be able to hit value at his 3800 so i like that call there don't know how i skipped over him here but let's get to the last game of the night here we have denver versus utah here nuggets have wancho is questionable and normal suspects are out jazz exum out Neto out sepalosia out brantley out as always um, let's start off with Utah here. This is not an easy defensive matchup here, but it is projected at a three-point spread with 217 total here. Jazz projected for 110. I, who are you looking at? I'm trying to figure it out. Like, this is – it's, it's going to be a very good game. I just don't know how good for fantasy purposes it's going to be considering everyone's prices. Yeah, I, I don't want to play a whole lot of guys, but Joe Angles at 5,600, that's too cheap. He listen. He's another guy. Like I know it seems like I'm recommending guys today that seemingly haven't been playing well recently, but these are just the type of guys you have to strike when their prices hit these thresholds. Because once he drops 35 fantasy points in this spot, the next game he's going to be 6,200 again. So, or maybe not that much. Maybe he'll be 5,900. But my point is, I, I like to strike while the iron is hot. I want to capitalize on pricing inefficiencies, and this is definitely a pricing inefficiency here with Joe Angles. Donovan Mitchell is 8,500. The guy just dropped 53 fantasy points. Uh, Ricky Rubio is back, but I don't think he's going to play a full complement of minutes. He played 14 minutes against Portland. Uh, I think when I was kind of doing some projections today, I think I projected him to play about 20 minutes. I still don't think that's enough to to really tank a guy like Donovan Mitchell. So I, I think Mitchell is the guy that you can consider. And then Gobert has just been phenomenal with all these guys out as well. So I think he's a guy you look at. Even in a somewhat tough matchup, this, these guys are at home. And so I really like them. I don't want to play Derek Favors. I don't mind Royce O'Neal. And I don't mind Jay Crowder. Uh, but, but, you know, Mitchell and Angles 
and Gobert would be the, the main pieces that I would look at from the Utah side. So I'm with you on Gobert. I'm with you on Crowder. My problem with Mitchell is there's so many other guys in the same price range that are all great plays. I mean, we just yeah, like Drew for 8600. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that, uh, that's my problem. Like, Gobert is in a decent price range for centers where there's not as many guys. Mitchell, I just don't think he can make it into my, any of my builds. And Crowder, like, 4,900, we just saw, like, 15 guys. That's an exaggeration. But 15 guys around the 5K range that I think are all better plays than Crowder. I mean, I, I, I just don't – I don't think any of these Utah guys will end up making it into my lineup outside of Gobert is my thing, but – I, they, they all, you're right. They all do have merit, and they're probably going to draw lower ownership. What about over on the other side with Denver? Uh, well, so here, here's the thing with Denver that I think we have to make sure that we include here. Um, Gary Harris and Will Barton are going to be capped at a 20-minute max, meaning they could reach 20 minutes, but they could also not reach 20 minutes. But that's going to be their cap. They're not going past 20 minutes. So, you know, I, I, I just think with that being said, you have to look at Mr. Beasley. Uh, you know, he's probably going to start. He's 4,500, and Barton and Gary Harris are more than him. And he's actually the guy that's going to be playing 30-plus minutes. I know he hasn't shown the upside the last four or five games. But I don't care about that. In this spot, I think he's a guy that you can look at. Torrey Craig at 3,800 is probably going to play 20-something minutes. He's not my favorite player in the world. But, you know, I think he's a guy that you can sprinkle in. On a side note, be on the lookout. Isaiah Thomas is coming back really soon, uh, possibly as early as Friday. So just want, just want to put that out there. Paul Millsap, 5,400. I think that's affordable. He hasn't been playing big minutes recently. But if you look at the, the, the scores, Golden State, 111-142. Chicago, 135-105. Cleveland, 124-102. You know, it's just there's been some really big discrepancies in the scoring. I think he'll be back up to 28 to 30 minutes easily in this matchup. Uh, so I, I really like him as well. And then, of course, you know, we've got Mr. Jokic at 9,800. Uh, I think I think this is the price that we can strike on while the iron's hot as well. Yeah, I don't know. For me, for me, I think this is just again. There's too many like Beasley, I forty five hundred. There's so many guys in that forty five to six to five k range that I think I'd rather play. To me, I think this is just Millsap hoping for an upside game here, um, or maybe Murray. Like I'm not paying nine eight for Jokic, considering what else I can get there. I can pay up a little bit for Embiid or pay down for boost. I think they're just better plays. So I wouldn't be surprised if I end up with zero exposure to this entire game on slate here. But, like, there, there are viable pieces. You are right. And it's always fun to have still hope. This game starts two and a half hours <laughs> after oh. the, the New Orleans-Detroit uh, game, by the way. So if you ha stack up this game and – or if you have a decent amount of pieces from this game, just remember, over on DK, you can spend a whole lot of time tinkering around before the game actually starts when the rest of them are over. Um, but, all right, I think that does it here, guys. Again, our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, get signed up for it. It's a great site. I love it. I think Will loves it. I assume everyone that has played on it has loved it. $25 pick and roll they've got tomorrow. Get in there. No people putting 150 entries in. I think it maxes out at 15 so get signed up for that. Use the RG link. And, guys, good luck on your slate tomorrow. Any last thoughts, Will? Uh, yes. My favorite play under 5K to 6X is oh, – We're doing the game. All right. Do you want we, – we, we, we don't have to. I was just going to sum it up. But if you, if you want to do it, we can do it. I'll, I'll do it. I just can never remember what all of them are. Uh, favorite <laughs> player under 5K to get 6X. Go ahead, Will. Yes, Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday. All right. Uh, if, can I take Cantor at 5K? Absolutely. Absolutely. Done. That's, right. That sounds good. Favorite uh, guy over 8K, not to 5X. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Favorite. Favorite. Can we, can we say Anthony Davis? No, I'm just kidding. No. No, you, can, <laughs> you can also not say Kawhi Leonard. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. This is a tough one. Give me the Marcus Aldridge, though. Give me Aldridge. All right, I'm going with Jokic. Um, All right. 
then favorite player on the entire slate to what is it six x or seven x? Yes, yes, favorite player on the entire slate to six x. I'm gonna stay in the vein of a game that I really, really, really liked here. I don't think this guy has done this in a long time. I don't think he's done it in a long time. Give me Zach Levine against Atlanta. I like it. I like it. You know what? I was going to go with Van Vliet, but I'll stick in the same game. I'll go Markin in. Um, yes. And then favorite game to go over or under? I'm going Atlanta-Chicago, man. I, I just – I like this game. You're going over, right? Yeah, that's yes. the one I was going to pick. Yes, yes. All right, I'm going with Cleveland and Boston to hit the under. Yes. All right, guys, that'll do it. Don't worry, Stevie will probably be back tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know his schedule. I'm, I don't keep track of him. But in any case, thanks for tuning in. Sorry if we were just great and not as good as Stevie, but he'll be back. So we're out of here. It's been fun. Thanks, Will. Well, someone else will see you tomorrow. His name is Stevie. See you, kids.